0: Hey ladies, welcome to Boss Ladies Connect. I am so excited that you're joining us on this podcast where we encourage women and inspire them to fully walk in everything that they've been called to do. We believe that each person has been created with a specific purpose, and it is up to us to walk in it, to discover what it is, and to allow it to fully manifest in our lives. And so each week we have conversations that allow us to evolve and grow and to fully understand and embrace the purpose call on our lives. And so ladies, without further ado, let us get started. Hey guys, So I'm super excited about this week's Boss Ladies Connect podcast um, guest. Uh, This week, we have Maxine Higgins, and she is the founder of Strong Women of God, an online community that encourages, teaches, and highlights women of God. Um, And she is also the founder of Bravely Rise, which is an organization that provides retreats for women who have struggled with a difficult past. She is also an executive director at a local church in Northern Virginia. And the reason why she's on this podcast today is she has paid off close to $200,000 in student debt. Uh, She is a huge champion for living a debt-free lifestyle and is now helping people to get their finances in order. Listen, (laughs) we know some of us got to get these finances in order and especially as we're talking around that student loan debt situation oh my goodness i'm so glad to have maxine on Um, she recently spoke at a conference that my husband and I did called the Intentional Marriage Conference and was just really helping couples in that area. But she helps couples, singles, whoever it may be, really find financial freedom and what that means to you. And so I'm not going to give away all of the juices and the gems that we talk about in this episode. But what I am going to do is ask you guys to help me welcome Maxine Higgins to Boss Ladies Connect. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Boss Ladies Connect. I am really, really excited about this week's conversation because I have my girl Maxine on here, who is my personal um, finance accountability coach, who is helping me get my monies all together, y'all.
1: <laughs> yes. And that-
0: That has been a journey, (laughs) but I want to welcome her to Boss Ladies Connect. Hey, Maxine, thank you for joining. And can you introduce yourself and tell everyone just a little bit about what you do and who you are?
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, Tisha, for having me. First of all, I love what you're doing with this podcast and just everything that you do with your life really is to share. So thank you for having me here. Um, yeah, my name is Maxine. Most people call me Max, um, but I um, I actually have right now a couple of main jobs and then I'm doing a whole lot on the side, but you know I do work for an organization based out of New York City and we help students with college and career readiness and that's like my daytime job, but I also work full-time um, in ministry here in Maryland, well Virginia, <laughs> um, and I'm on staff here and I absolutely am having an incredible time. And then I have a couple of my my baby organizations on the side. Um, I founded an organization called Bravely Rise, where we help women um, who have maybe been through some traumatic events or things that they haven't uncovered yet um, come together in a retreat style and help them uncover some of those lies that are spoken and speak the truth into them. Um, and then uh, where Tisha and I have really connected was with Strong Women of God. Um, which is a platform for women to share their stories. I mean, that's all that it's about to hear the incredible ways that God is moving in so many people's lives. Um, and then I recently got started just the facts with my husband and that's really our financial arm. And we have both felt really called to help people through this process and through this journey, because we've had such a journey (laughs) with our own finances. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit about me.
0: Well, Maxine has been helping me get my life together, y'all, um, <laughs> for this um this this financial journey that we're on. And and I think that we, you know, I'll say for me, finances has always been something that um I've kind of gone up and down with. So, you know, I've I've been in budgeting courses, I've taken, I mean a litany of things. I have a whole bunch of programs. (laughs) I have a lot of things. And um, it has always seemed to be something that I'm able to start and then maybe like achieve a goal and then just fall back into just really a lot of bad habits and just, you know, just financial ruin, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) financial places that I, I didn't desire to be. And so one thing one reason I absolutely wanted to have you on this podcast is because the journey that we've been on has been um really insightful right and I feel like you've touched on some things that I haven't touched on ever as it concerns finances and so I wanted to have you on the podcast just to talk about you know some of those mindset things and and the truth about finances that maybe we don't focus on so much because we get stuck on like budgets and um, savings and credit and everything else but we're not really like diving deep and so I wanted to Um, have you on to really talk about that. And one of the things that you started out with me was really understanding my motivation. And so what can you share with us a little bit how motivation plays into our money?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I I like to start always with understanding the why. Um, And I I don't think that motivation is the be all end on. I think I spoke to this on something else. I I think motivation is a good starting point. But motivation is like the gas, right? And so it eventually runs out and you don't have motivation. And so you you have to fall back on something, which is discipline. So I work with both of those things. I think that there are some, some resources that are great for like discipline, 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 but they don't talk about the why or the motivation. And then there's some stuff that's all about motivation, 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 but doesn't talk about discipline. And so with motivation, it's really important to ask yourself like those hard questions of like, why am I actually doing this? This journey is hard, right? This journey to become debt free, this journey to be financially independent, this journey to, you know, start something new for your families or whatever you're, you're wanting to do, whatever the goal is, it's hard. It's not easy. If it were easy, everybody would do it. Right. Um, And so it's not. And so for me, When I'm working with somebody, when I was working with you, that was kind of my first question. It's like, great, I I get it. I I understand you want out, but why do you want out? And if we can keep that at the forefront um, and everybody's reason, is going to be different and that's okay. And everyone's goal is going to be different and that's okay as well. But for me, you know, helping someone, being a coach to someone, if I don't understand your why specifically, there's nothing to bring you back to it. So in those moments when you are stuck between, you know, making a decision that's going to help you move towards your goal um, or a decision that can take you away from the goal, we have a very clear um, outliner. And so that's helped me a lot in terms of making decisions because um, I have my why and I have my goal, right? and know why I'm doing this. And so when another opportunity comes up, that could be an incredible opportunity, but it doesn't fit into the main goal, then I know to say no to that. Right? And it's not this back and forth. It's not this huge heartache of like, oh, but should I, should I, should I not, should I not? No. What's the goal? This is the goal. This is either walking me towards the goal or it's walking me away from it. So it's not a bad or, you know, a bad decision or a good decision. It's just one is going to take you towards the goal and one is going to take you away from it. So it's really important to know with anyone like what is your why? And so one of the exercises we talk about is just like kind of asking yourself why several times. So you might say to me like, oh, I want to be debt-free. I'm like, cool. Why? Oh, because, you know, I'm super stressed out. Okay. Why? Because X, right? And so for some people it might be, you're finding yourself stressed out because you're trying to keep up with whatever someone else is doing. Okay. Well, that's a different motivation than the person who's like, I'm stressed out because I feel calling to be debt-free and so it stresses me out that I'm not walking in my calling right those are different motivations so my strategy and helping those two people will be very very different
0: yeah I think the I think we spent like the first two sessions on on the why and on motivation and on goals and we did an Enneagram and that was my first time doing it, and I was super surprised to see, like, first of all, how accurate it was, right? <laughs> but that motivation is a real thing, and I know one of the things that that came out for me was me not liking to be blamed for things and mm-hmm. wanting to um, having this this like moral compass where I want to feel like I'm doing the right thing, right? And when I tell you that has been showing up like all through my life since we've been taught, we we did this Enneagram. (laughs) Like, yes, I hate this. (laughs) Um, But but it also, it, it like put words to ways that I feel which impact the way that I behave, right? The stuff that I do. And like, as far as money, you know, in my house, I was more responsible for the money and responsible for like, you know, what the budget looked like and, and all those things. And so I remember, <laughs> I remember me and my my spouse getting into a little discussion um, because you know I felt blamed for <laughs> for you know whatever just decision or choice or that I had made and and it you know it really it really impacted me in a way where it kind of left like a negative connotation towards finances or towards money, or just even like motivating me to, um, to, to look at things differently or take those extra steps that are needed. And I feel like that is like a real important piece to understand, like what's going on in your head, what's going on in your world mm-hmm. that is causing you to have, to see money the way you do and to see managing it, Right, for me, it was like managing it. It was like, well, you know, it was like all chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit about, like more about that, like yeah. how, how those things really play into like how we handle our money. Yeah, um,
1: I'm a big fan of knowing thyself, you know, like knowing myself. And so um, I am a little bit of like one of those personality junkies. I love learning about myself. And not in a sort of like, okay, so that I can like hold this true to be, but I have found so much freedom in understanding that there are certain things that I'm wired for. um, But then there are also certain things that are more like crutches, right? So I've said, oh, this thing is part of my personality. This thing is part of my personality. And so I don't have to change it. And I don't know something about, you know, the Enneagram, when I kind of jumped into that, it was very different in the sense of like, this is why you're doing these things. So you have a power to stop doing these things. And for me, I found that to be really refreshing. And so I I use it, you know, I used it, you know, as we were talking (laughs) about it, because it often reveals things that we don't really know about ourselves. Um, We do things, right? So we, yeah, I do this, I do this, and i kind of running around, but I don't know why I'm doing this. And so we can kind of take certain things um, and understand. So I know one of the things that we uncovered within looking at your uh, number as well is that you like order um, and you thrive in that kind of space. Um, and But then when we started looking at the finances, just you know, laying it out, it was a little bit like chaotic and it made perfect sense to me about why you feel stressed. Cause I always ask that question to like, how do you feel right now about money? Like before jumping into a conversation before we kind of go further, like what is your feeling about it? And so oftentimes I'll hear, I'm stressed. I feel like I don't know where to start. I feel whatever it is. And so looking at your Enneagram realizing, wow, you love order, but this part of your life right now doesn't necessarily look like it's in order. So let's fix that, right? Let's go right there and let's make it clear so that you can breathe as you're approaching this. Um, For me, it showed up in uh, there are spaces where like, um, I have always been super like, independent and always relied on myself and not seen that as like a good, strong attribute. And I still love those things about myself. But I also realized that, you know, in a marriage, there's a whole nother person with a whole nother set of ideas and values and all of those things. And so understanding that there's a part of my motive that one wants to always feel safe. Right. And that also came up. Um, and so safety for me is by me taking the reins, right? And so it was really difficult when my husband and I first got married to get together and say, hey, let me trust you to take care of me and let him trust me to take care of him, right? It was so difficult. And so we spent a lot of months kind of ironing that out. And I realized like, yeah, of course, this is part of the Enneagram. But again, it's not to stay there in that space, like, okay, yeah, I found this out about me good. And like, this is just who I am. And I'm not going to change anything. It's like, no, I know this about me. So how can I use this to my benefit? How can I use this to create a better space for, um, these money conversations, right? Because it shows up in how we deal with money. If I feel like I don't have control over something, if I don't have a plan, um, which I, you know, I did find that out with Enneagram and all that, like I tend to ignore it. And so for many years, this money thing, ignored it. I just ignored it, like it's not real. So, because I had no plan me for me. it. Tell me about it. Yeah, I had no plan. And then the moment that I found a plan, the moment that you know I got connected and started learning and like everything started to click for me, and I was so invested, it changed everything. And had I known that you know ten years ago, just go find somebody who knows more than you, like I would have been on this journey way earlier, you know. So I think that's kind of how it plays in and and all of these kind of tests and things, you know, some people like hate them and like, God doesn't tell me anything about myself. But I think if you work it a little, um, you can see that, yeah, there's absolutely correlations between my motive and then how I show up with my finances.
0: Yeah. And I think that has been like the biggest aha for me um, because me too, you know, I want to be safe I've, and I've been in spaces where like I've been in debt and I've climbed like literally climbed out of it and you know done well and so I think you get into this space where it's like you never ever you never want the bill collector calling you like you never want this. <laughs> I remember being eight months pregnant, unemployed, and these people were calling me, calling me, calling me. I wasn't married at the time, and it was just so harassing. I think it was before all of the laws and stuff. I mean, literally, I'd be on the phone crying, nine, eight, nine months pregnant. I don't have any money, and um, y'all are bugging me about $1,000. But anyway, so I, with that, it was kind of like, you know, I never want to have anybody calling me again. Like I never really want. And so those things will motivate you and even like how you behave and what you do and, and what you're willing to let go of. Like you said, like when you get married now, it's like, so I don't know about your idea, but, but what I know works or work, what worked for me 10 years ago, you know, and that's not necessarily what is going to work for you right now. So I love that part about um, our conversation. And then I think after that, after we talked about like motives, um, we really started talking about like what the goals are and and, like why, because I love the fact that you said, some people are like, I just want, I want to be debt-free, like what are you going to do with why? Like (laughs) what is the goal after debt freedom, like what do you want? And I think that that changes the game because debt freedom is like, it feels like a work. Um, whereas I want to be debt free so that I can travel the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It feels like a dream or like mm-hmm. there's joy in that. hundred <laughs> percent.
1: And it, it, again, it coming back to like the fuel and those days when you don't feel like it, you can look at that bigger thing that is going to motivate you um, to, you know, to keep forward. I know for me, Um, you know, yes, I want to be debt free. Yes, I want to be financially independent. These are all true statements. And they were true statements when I started off. But I also had this very, like, I don't know, this deep, like, thing inside of me, revelation inside of me that it was for me, okay, not for everybody else. But for me, it was for generosity. Like, there's a level of generosity that I want to be able to give and exhibit that I couldn't at the state that I was in when I started, like, yes, I'm generous with what I have, blah, blah, but I'm talking about, I wanted to see things change. You know, I didn't have that kind of freedom to see things change, um, to help somebody else come up out of whatever they were in. And so that bigger idea, that bigger goal, like, oh my gosh, one day I'll be able to have a foundation and help all sorts of people. And one day I'll be able to you know, do scholarships and, and help people pay back their loans and all of that. That is what keeps me motivated on the day to day when I'm making those like huge payments and feeling like, okay, all right, sure, you like, here we go, I'll give me this thing. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think you have to have something. And, and maybe you just want to be debt free so you can go out and buy whatever you want to buy when you want to buy it. That's okay too. I mean, it, there's no wrong reason for wanting to do it, I think. You know, as long as it's keeping you motivated, going in the direction that you want to go. I think we have to talk about some of those things. And I think sometimes, too, the the, the good thing about like us working together, for example, or just having somebody to kind of talk you through your thoughts is that um, I think naturally we stop like a stage short of what it is that we think we want and somebody else can kind of hear it and be like, no, you're not there yet. You're actually not at the this, this stage that you're saying you want or, hey, you can take this thought a little bit further. And so having someone else to hear that in you can actually help push you to continue going too. I can hear when someone tells me like, oh, I just want to do this because I just, you know, I, I just don't want to like be a burden to my husband. Okay, cool. That's great. That's an awesome goal to have. But what's after that? And so if you're doing it yourself, the tendency is to stay right there in that first layer of why am I doing this? Someone else can pull out the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth layer until we get to the like crux of it that will actually keep you moving for the rest of your journey.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That's so good and so true. And I think sometimes we get like, sometimes I think we might feel guilty about what our why is. Yeah. And then you feel like you have to have this like, um, this grandiose why, because I want to feed the hungry right and then it's like "Mm, I really just want a whole bunch of wigs that (laughs) are different styles and colors and just you know be able to interchange them and just really be okay with that (laughs) like yeah it's okay if that's what
1: you want yeah absolutely I think being able to be clear about why you're doing it and what you want is going to be the most beneficial thing to your journey you know, because if you don't, I mean, the Bible says, if you don't have vision, you perish, right? Those who don't have vision perish. And so we need to have vision for this too. So why, why lie about the why? Just, this is what I want to do. I want to buy a big old house that has 12 million bedrooms. Okay, cool. Go for it. It's not what I want to do. It's not what I would do because it's not my goal, you know, but that doesn't mean I can't help someone else along with their goal. And so that's something I had to learn too, because in the beginning, um, when I first started this journey, I was like, well, why isn't everybody doing this journey? You know, like, why not? And, you know, particularly one thing that I think about, so I'm, I'm a Christian. And so I remember having this conversation with a group of girls, um, you know, years ago when I was still running um, a connect group and, you know, I was just kind of talking about my journey and wanting to be debt free and, and all of the stuff and what we do. And, and one of the girls said like, well, I honestly don't want to be debt free. Like, I might die tomorrow. So, what's the point in like? Oh, I've been there. Yeah. And so, you know, I've been there too. That's, <laughs> that, was my, that was my entire mindset for the majority of my like early 20s. Like, I don't need to worry about this. Like, it is what it is, whatever. I'm not going to think about it. But for me personally, I got this like very deep revelation that this was not the life God wanted for me. Like, He didn't want me to be a slave to debt right? There were things that he wanted to do with me that I would not be able to accomplish if I'm being held back by monthly payments, you know? Um, And so one of those things I was talking, you know, I was talking to her and somebody else brought it up too. It's like, you know, as Christians, like we should actually have money to help other people. And they're talking about a mindset like I think there's two different camps or maybe there's more than that but with just thinking about money and one of those is like that we're meant to be poor and we're meant to not have um which is not true we're meant to not love money that is true we don't love money um but we're called to be stewards and we've had this conversation before and steward means that whatever i have in my hand i take and multiply right and we know this there's there's a parable in the bible about it right when, when uh you know the, the person's given talents and one of the people just kind of hides it away and only gives back exactly what what the person gave them and then another person comes and doubles and another co- person comes and does it times 10 and god actually rewards the person who multiplied it times 10 more than the person who just took it and hit it and so you could use that for your for your actual talents you could use that for money you could talk about anything but whatever god gives you, we were meant to multiply right yeah. so that that does include that so I'm thinking man why not be in a space where you know I can help fund a new church space like somebody's looking for a church and they have to do all these fun wouldn't it be so incredible if we could just write a check so here you go go do it or if I could go help someone who wanted to you know be a missionary I'm not called to to go to another country and missions maybe God will do it later but how amazing would it be if I could just write the whole check for them, you know? Um, And so there are people who are called to build the kingdom. And I I feel like for me, like that's something God put in my heart, but I was like, okay, God, you want me to do what with this much debt? How is this going to happen? Like, you know, you almost like don't believe it when you hear it, because you know, I was in so much student debt. It was crushing, you know? And I talk about this like all the time, because one of the things is when I was going through this journey, I didn't hear people who had my level of debt. I didn't hear it. And so I would hear people like, oh, I'm struggling with $30,000. I'm struggling with $15,000. And I'm like, that still, yes, debt is debt and it sucks. But when I started this journey, I was at $186,000 for my student loans for both, you know, grad school and undergrad by myself, me, myself, and I, not my husband's stuff, just me. And so I'm like, God, you want to do what with me? How, how, because it's not working out, but I took it. I took the little whisper, put it in my pocket and I just kept working. You know, I just kept working and not worried about all the other things. I'm just going to do what I can. with what I have. I'm going to multiply whatever I have. Let's go, let's do it. And that actually kept me moving forward. And to this point paid off about 130 grand, um, in like four years, well, three years, three and a half years,
0: which is,
1: we'll be debt free this year. (laughs) I would have never like, you know, and I I say it's a testament to God. It's a testament to having a very clear vision um, and knowing that God is giving me this, but for something else. And that has propelled me to move forward and to keep going. Like I said before, on those days that I don't want to send almost my whole check to this debt, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the, so I hear a couple of awesome things. When you made the decision that you didn't want to live that way anymore, God gave you the plan, right? And I remember for me, there was, a, um, there was a time when, when someone had spoken over my life and they were saying that, you know, they could see me and um, Akita um, having meetings with our children and being able to. Um, give them money to start up businesses, to start up things. And and I was like, oh yes, yes, okay, right. In my mind, I'm like, no. It's like <laughs> I'm just, but I'm like, well, how, how? And I remember feeling like, I remember feeling like, okay, I I know how to put a budget together, but I don't know what to do beyond that. Like I, I don't know, um, I don't know what to do beyond that and then it went into a space where it was just kind of like um you know you forget you forget your why and and now you're just living um Mm -hmm. but it I, i was starting to move into a space of wanting to build legacy like wanting to wanting to leave legacy but not knowing how right like not knowing how not knowing how to tell them i mean they were coming to me asking me stuff i would tell them the very basics but i didn't really have the knowledge to yeah. to teach to teach them, and so what I love about what we were able to do is you actually you know help create a roadmap and a plan to um, setting yourself up in a position where you can um, achieve those things. But I'll say specifically for me. That stewardship over what you have is is so important because I think a lot of times, like for me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell the truth. I'll be waiting for like big lump sums of money to come out the sky, like the next refund check or stimulus, or whatever. something drop down, and I'll do the right thing with that money, Lord. Yeah, I will tithe on that money, and I will pay something <laughs> off, right? But what I learned was that I had never really developed a muscle to mm-hmm. a discipline muscle to teach me how to steward every day, the stuff that I have because I was always getting these breaks and the crazy thing, the breaks would be a student loan refund, you yeah. know, or a refund check. It would be like lumps of money that was either putting me in more debt or I didn't know how to well, I would say I would I would honor the big lumps of money, but what I wouldn't honor was the the biweekly
1: yeah. chunks that
0: I would be getting um, from my pay period. And so, can you speak to this concept or this idea that? wealth is a daily activity like I just like the spirit of God just spoke that to me one day I was driving in the car and I was I think we were about to have a meeting a couple of days later and I'm like you gotta do such and such um <laughs> or when I'm you know going to the Starbucks drive through and I'm like only four drinks today not seven so um yeah the concept Uh, the Lord just dropped in my spirit that, you know, wealth building is a daily activity. It is not something that just drops miraculously out of the sky. It is really something that like that's that person who came back with 10 times, there was a level of discipline that they had to put in play to be able to bring that money back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was absolutely discipline and the the other thing I want to throw in there is also trust, discipline and trust. A lot of times our overspending, um, if you kind of, you know, continue to peel the onion back over and over, it's directly connected to us not really having full trust that God is actually going to go, like, take care of our finances as well. Um, and so I love I love this idea of, of you know, wealth building as a daily kind of activity it's a daily mindset and I would say it's like minute to minute even it's with every decision that I make um every decision that I make I'm asking myself is this bringing me closer to this goal or is it setting me back is it bringing me closer or is it setting me back and it's okay to like dip into one you know setting back or whatever the case may be but I want to be um aware I want to have awareness all the time. I don't want to get into a space where like, oh, I don't even know how much money is coming out of my account. Oh, I didn't know that, you know, this such and such bill was due. And so now, you know, all of a sudden $300 is gone or whatever. I want to always be aware. And then as I'm making decisions, keeping that question in the front of my mind. And so um, there are things that I have to say no to. And that's okay. And it's not the end of the world. And I will be fine. Um similarly kind of I was mentioning earlier with trust. Um one of the first things that you and I actually talked about also is just tithing. Um and so if you're not Christian, like you know, this is gonna do nothing for you at all. But <laughs> if you're listening to this and, and you are, um considering that some people, some of us are, and I certainly was when I started this journey in a place that seemed unreal. It literally, like, how could I possibly have this much debt? Like, this is not real life. It's just not real life, you know? And so when I heard God tell me the things he was going to do with me, and I didn't understand, my mind went, this has to be a supernatural thing. This has to be, this is going to happen supernaturally. Like, I don't know how I'm not going to be able to make sense. And I don't mean supernatural, like, powers and poof, the money falls from the sky, But it's going to be something that kind of defies my expectations of what can be done. Um, And so part of that, and I don't think that we talk about this, is that the battle with finances is not just your your flesh, but it's also spiritual. And so if I say to God, I am surrendering my finances to you, I, I want help, right? Just like in any other space, if I lay everything down, when I surrender, finally control over that thing, that's when God comes in and intervenes. And so it's the same thing with my finances, you know, I am going to tithe and I'm going to tithe whether I'm making um, $200. When I first started, when I first started my debt journey, I was making about two, $300 a week. I was working at a restaurant um, and, and versus when I'm making what I'm making now, you know, from working two jobs and having all of this income, I'm still tithing. And that to me was that commitment that I want to break these chains, not just with my flesh, but I also want to break these chains in the spiritual realm. So, yep, I'm going to give my 10% even when it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense that when you're in debt, you would give 10% away. It doesn't make sense, but that's exactly how God does it. So it's like a surrender and talking about tithing, that's a daily kind of you know, muscle that we're working out too, right? Because I have to think every time I get paid, I need to take out this 10%. And so it's gotten, I'm so used to it that I don't even feel it anymore. I, I budget around the 10%, that 10% doesn't even exist to me. And it's just, boom, it's going. There's no question about where it's going or if this month I got paid less or it's, it's just going. Cause this is, this is God. I'm letting God's hand on this 10% so that he can bless the 90, you know? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I have to just say, you know, we did have that conversation. And I think literally, I'm pointing my pen. (laughs) I think literally when I started back tithing, after we spoke, I think I got a job, uh, a contract. I got a contract like the next week. And then the next time um, that I was actually the next time I actually, um, tithe and just, I think not just tithing, but like just made a decision in my mind that I'm, I'm going to be giving 10% and I'm going to be trusting God. I mean, from that point on, I got a new contract. I have money flowing and coming in continuously, um, And let me just, you know, big you up for the accountability um, that you've been giving me because at the end of this week, that car is going to be paid off. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. You will have no car payments in this house. (laughs) I love that. And those are just just things that I think that um, why it's so important to um, connect yourself with someone who can, like you said, ask those other questions, someone who is going to help you stay accountable and remind you of not only your why, but that spiritual aspect of it, because um, that definitely shifted the game. Like money just started flowing when I, I've always believed in tithing. But again, when we go back to those motivations, right, we go back to those things that, um, prompt us to behave certain certain ways Um, for because of my past experiences I had kind of correlated some church issues with actually tithing and then um, it got me off track and that off track didn't allow me to be able to move in God's favor the way that he wanted to and so yeah, I, I love that correlation, and that spiritual piece is super important. It is so important because I think it can open up doors that you you couldn't open on your own. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. And I think it's important to acknowledge that, too, that, you know, and, and I'll have this conversation over and over, but um, I understand that there is church hurt and fear that, you know, a church could be misspending the money, and this is why I don't tithe. Um, but actually, our, our job is not necessarily to see out what the church is doing. Like, if you have issues with your church, maybe that, that's a whole other issue. Um, but the, the tithe is the tithe. Is the tithe. It's, it's a spiritual discipline. It's a principle. So it doesn't matter technically what they do with the money. Of course, you would hope that they're stewarding it well. But you're not tithing to the church for the church. You're tithing to show God that you've surrendered your finances over to him. And so part of that is kind of taking um, some ideas that we might have around churches and, and all that stuff and just kind of putting in the mindset like, hey, God, when I gave this, I gave it for the right intention, for the right heart. So that, that's what I did with this. So what they choose to do with it is, is on them. They're going to have to answer for that at the end. But you will answer for yours as well so that's how i try to kind of keep it moving in my mind and you know if you don't currently go to a church or you're doing online church or you're in between churches sometimes that happens too just go type to the last church space that you type to if you've never been to a church you can give to a a charity or an organization um but if you call a church home that's what you want to be building and just showing, showing that you trust it. I know it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense, but God will bless it. He will do supernatural things with that 10%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's so many people that even believe in that principle that are non-believers, believe in the principle of the tithe, believe in the principle of the 10%, Mm -hmm. um, because it just is, it's a biblical principle that people have um, utilized in the world because it works, right? um so before we go I do want to talk to so when I began my financial journey with you I was sharing with a family member I'm like you know I'm I'm really I'm ready like I'm ready to live my best life okay and (laughs) I need to get control I don't say control of it but I, I yeah I guess I would use the word control I need to uh, I'll use control in the sense of being a good steward. I need to understand what's happening. I need to be accountable to what I've been given and I need to, to, um, to manage it well. And I wanted to manage all areas of my life. Like I started therapy and um, doing other things and um, growing you know, in areas spiritually because I've decided I want to live life well. So I was sharing with a family member and they were like, oh, man, um, that's going to be real tough. Like the finances, that's, that's going to be, um, you know, real difficult. And, you know, normally what they said to me was, um, you know, every time I go to a financial person, I just leave so like down because the numbers are what the numbers are. And a lot of us are not living in the reality of um. Of what's really happening with our money and where we really are. And so what would you say to the person? Um, you know, I was just kind of like, well, I'm, I, I want to live, I, I need to get a grip on this. Like it, it still is what it's going to be um, or what it is right now. Um, what would you say to them though? Cause I probably, that didn't really encourage them. <laughs> um, you know, to that person who it's, it's that fear of just being in a place where you have to look at the black and white of it all. Yeah. What would you say to them to encourage them?
1: It's, this is tough. And um, everyone starts off somewhere. Like, I mean, that's the big thing. Everyone really starts off somewhere. Um, had you looked at my finances and where I was four years ago, You would have never thought that I'd be where I am right now. Um, And so we want to address those things around shame and all of of those things are real. And we want to walk through those feelings and those emotions. At the end of the day, you have to want your freedom. You have to want your freedom. And you have to want it more than you're afraid of the truth. You You have to want it more than being afraid that you can't do it. There at the end of the day, that's all it comes down to always either your fears or your desires, and you have to choose one. And um, that might not be the most motivating. I, I told Tisha this too. I was like, Hey, when, when you first approached me to work with me, um, I asked, You know, where is your mindset with this? Because I need permission to be able to be very, very frank with you. And just very open. That's my style. I'm, I'm not necessarily always going to be the rah, rah, shish, kumbah, cheerleader. Everything is great. Everything, blah, blah, blah. Because this is hard. This is hard. And it's okay. The things that are the hardest are the things that are the most worth doing. But there has to be a willingness to have some grit and to get like some feelings hurt every now and then and to mess up. On this journey, and that that's okay. We have to, we have to like create a space where it's okay to like fail almost and, and do this the wrong thing. Um, I love, Tisha, I've, I've loved working with you because I feel like you are someone who was absolutely ready for this. And I can have a real conversation with you. And so there'll be times that you'll start off like saying X, Y, Z, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, no. What does that have to do with this thing, right? And so I appreciate that level of you being ready. Um, The other thing for somebody else who is feeling still afraid, um, two options. Do it afraid, (laughs) do it afraid, do it anyway. Um, And two, wait, maybe you're not ready and that's okay. But in that time of you not being ready, Watch what you're saying out loud. Watch what you're saying to yourself. I think one of the most damaging things that um, we could do, and definitely that I did when I was in this space, was constantly complaining about my financial state and not willing to do anything about it. Or thinking that I was doing everything that I could. When the reality is I didn't actually have enough information. I, I always kind of relied on, I'm... I'm really good with my money. I know everything. I don't need to take this class. I don't need to sign up for that thing. I know, I know what they're gonna tell me. They're just gonna tell me I need to budget and you know, and it took a little bit of my pride getting knocked down just like a lot (laughs) Um, to say like, hey, actually I don't know it all. And maybe even things that I thought I knew hearing them from another perspective, it lit a light in me and now it really makes sense. And I have that plan that I was talking about. So I get fear, um, but you just have to decide, do I, want, do I want freedom more? And at the end of the day, like no matter what anybody says, um, if you have debt, you are not free, any kind of debt. And that's okay. You might be choosing to live life that way and that's fine, but don't buy into this conversation that because you have 12 million things to fill up your apartment or your house or all this stuff that you're free, you're not, the things don't buy freedom. It absolutely doesn't. The freedom comes with you being able to have the time back to spend however you want, right? To make the decision whether or not you want to take a job or not. You can only take jobs that you love instead of having to take any job because you just need to pay the bills. You can walk around making decisions based off of your passions and things you were called to do without having to stress out about, is my family going to have food this week? You know, so you have to desire, you have to want your freedom more than anything else.
0: I love that. <laughs> and I'm sitting here and I'm like, and you can watch me. said so no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing you can do to that family member I'm just saying (laughs) no that that is so true and then I I I love the fact and I do respect the fact that not everybody is ready and sometimes you need to see people go before you so that you can um be encouraged that it can be done so yeah Yeah,
1: your life is going to be the best testimony honestly because again and we talked about this too I was just saying like I was just doing my thing i didn't i wasn't trying to tell everybody like come do it this way and you know i was like nope i'm just gonna do my thing i'm just gonna do my thing and then people are coming to me now and asking and i always say like yeah sure i can share what i've done doesn't mean that you have to do it this way but give me this is this is how i did it and it worked there are people who are following information from people who haven't done it themselves And that's problematic, right? So you're taking advice from your best friend or this person or that person and they don't actually have the fruit for what they're doing or you're signing up for courses, you know, that you're finding on on things but you actually don't know their background. Like, were they able to even do what they're saying that they were doing? How, like show me those receipts, like show, show me what it is, you know? And so I think it's really important for you to live the life that you want others to emulate And then naturally people will come and be attracted to that and ask questions and see how you're doing it. So, yeah,
0: but I want to big up you because you're doing it. (laughs) So, and it's, oh, okay. And I don't want to make it seem like it's not hard. It is a, what I have learned is that it is a daily decision. It is a daily decision because money can't be going like this. I'm snapping if you can't hear it on the podcast. <laughs> um, it can be going like this, and it really is like your daily decisions. And so um, I have enjoyed this conversation. There is so much more around this conversation. Like, we didn't really um, get into like the how and the budgeting and all the other kind of stuff, but I, I didn't want to go there because I think that, you know, you, for the most part, you can kind of like Google that stuff, but it really is like, if you don't have this other part down and these other pieces down, it's not going to take you as far I personally, cause I've done it, right? I've, I've done it. I got all kinds of stuff on the bookshelf in there. Um, and so, yeah, I just really wanted to share this. I think it's so important. And thank you so much for um, the accountability that you, that you offered and Um, the realness that you give me um, and I do agree that you have to be ready because your heart has to be open to the truth how about that (laughs) the truth the truth about your finances the truth about where you are and how you're living and and where that's going to take you yeah right where that's going to take you and so Thank you so much for being on Boston Youth Connect. Can you please let everybody know how they can contact you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if you have a questions about finances or anything like that, um, you can follow me on Instagram or my husband and I um, at just underscore the underscore facts. And that's P-H-A-X. So just the facts um, on Instagram. That's the easiest way. If you just want to keep up with my personal life, you can go to um, the Bella Theory Um, on Instagram. And then if you have a story that you want to share with me, strong women of God. So strong women underscore of underscore God. And I know that's a lot, but just find me, (laughs) come find me, come talk to me. I love hearing people's stories and I love helping as well. So if you're in a space where maybe you need some help or some pointers, um, reach out as well.
0: Yes, guys. I want to encourage you to reach out to Maxine. She is helping people change their lives, both financially, spiritually, and um, and then what she does in her, her professional, you know, career, and so I just thank you. I thank you for being on, and um, I'm just excited, so yeah, that car will be paid off next week. By the time y'all listen to this, I we will have no car payments.
1: <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you.
0: Hey guys, so have you heard about the Confident and Purpose Program? It is a 90-day program that is going to help you launch you into the more confident you, the version of you who understands who you are, understands what your purpose is, understands what your gifts are, and are actively working to pursue those things. Y'all, I'm so excited about this program. If you are a woman of faith and you know that there is more for you, if you are ready to walk into your next, if you are tired of being on your nine to five, living an unfulfilled life, or if you are tired of just pouring out and serving and investing in everyone else, but not investing in yourself, and you know that there is a call on your life, you know that there is something more that you absolutely should be doing, and you know that time is a ticking and you need to begin to execute those things and make those things a reality, but yet you find yourself having trouble um, making time for yourself and being consistent And even identifying what it is that you should be doing, girl, this is the program for you. We are going to spend 90, this program is going to be 90 days and we're going to walk you through the process of understanding those things so that you can courageously redefine your life, unlock your gifts create a strategic goal completion plan. Give yourself permission to dream and execute those dreams. Y'all, it is so possible. In this space, we offer accountability. We offer community. Um, There'll be a digital workbook that will go along with that. And you'll get a spiritual and natural gift assessment. So you will be super clear on what you've been called to do, the areas that you've been called to show up in. Girl, you know what that means? That means clarity. That means direction. that you know when to say no and you know when to say yes, girl. It makes your yeses easier and your no's a whole lot easier because you understand your purpose. You're living a life full of intentionality, which allows you to show up as your best self in every single area of your life. When you invest in you, it automatically benefits those around you. And so, so many of us, we we want our kids to live their best life. We want our kids to do the best that they possibly can, but we haven't been that example for them. It starts with us. And so I'm so excited about this program. There is an application process, so you want to click the link in the show notes in order to apply for the program. Once you apply for the program, if your application is accepted, we will hop on a purpose strategy call. And that call will serve as your second interview, but you'll also will also get to know each other and you'll leave with a strategy that will help you get started on your purpose journey, whether we decide to go forward with the program or not. So pretty much it's a win-win type deal. (laughs) But I'm so excited to be able to offer this program. I know so many women who are ready to move into that next, who are ready to um, answer that call for more, but just aren't sure how to get started. And so I can't wait to hear from you. I can't wait to get started on this journey. And um, I'll see you soon. Ladies, did you enjoy that episode or what? Did this episode speak to you in some kind of way? I would absolutely love to hear about it. Y'all know it does my heart good when you subscribe and you share this podcast with someone else that you know can absolutely benefit from it. Y'all, we are out here connecting, walking in our purpose and encouraging each other along the way. I love meeting with you every week and I'd love to stay further connected be sure to follow me on Instagram at Tisha underscore talks and to visit my website, www.tishatalks.org. You'll find the podcast, you'll find other videos and you'll find other courses and classes and workshops, conferences, the list goes on and on to the things that we are currently doing so that we can further connect beyond this weekly podcast. So ladies, without further ado, I want you guys to walk, fully in everything that you've been called to align your passion with your purpose and go out there and get everything that has your name on it. Talk to you later.